Hello and welcome to another edition of Jim on the Air. Another episode, episode seven. I'm very excited that I had seven episodes now of my podcast, Jim on the Air. Thank you for joining today. Um, by the way, just for point of reference, today happens to be April 27th, 2020, and it's uh, day number of the um, quarantine. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's almost May, and I can't believe we are still in quarantine. It's been a long time. Uh, but how are you doing in quarantine? Are you one of those people who is either like bettering yourself, doing doing things to improve your life, or are you sitting on the couch drinking a vodka tonic, watching episodes of Tiger King? <laughs> Which, by the way, I have never watched. Um, I could watch it, and I just haven't watched it yet. I don't know why. Is it called Tiger King? Is that the right title? I don't even know. Um, everyone keeps telling me, oh my god, you gotta watch it. It's got everything in it. But I'm like, uh, I don't know. Everyone keeps talking about all the all the ins and outs of Tiger King on social media. I feel like I've already watched it. It's like, you know, I don't know anything about it, but I feel like I do know something about it. You know what I mean? Anyway, um, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. And on this episode of Jim on the Air, I am going to feature another interview that I did recently for the Digital Arts Festival. And for those of you joining for the first time, the Digital Arts Festival is something that has been created by Center Stage Theater of Santa Barbara. And um, every night in April, we have featured various artists. We have featured various artists on the Digital Arts Festival, and some of them are uh, from theater, either directors, actors, or people from the dance community, uh, choreographers. Uh, we've had artists. We've had sculptors. We've had uh, writers, poets. You name it. <laughs> Everything in the arts have been um, on the Digital Arts Festival. It's been a wonderful uh, experiment, if you will. It's been great to see all the different uh, people from various walks of life as far as the arts are concerned because um, it's been a very difficult time for them to try to... Uh, have an audience you can't have an audience right now during the quarantine and um so the digital arts festival was created by center stage theater as a way to help artists uh be connect help them connect with their audiences in a virtual setting so um today i'm going to feature another interview that i had uh for the digital arts festival this particular interview is with betsy woyak she is with momentum dance company and uh, so we get to know a little bit about her and her background and her dance company. Again, it's called Momentum Dance Company. And uh, this was featured on the Digital Arts Festival a few days ago. And uh, But if you missed it, you can listen to the interview here on the podcast. So I'm just going to take a little tiny break. Just a tiny, itty bitty, tiny little break. Tiny break. <laughs> just a tiny little break and kind of reset a little bit here and I'll be right back with the interview from the Digital Arts Festival featuring Betsy Woyak with Momentum Dance Company. Don't you go no place. I got you. Stay right where you are. I'll be right back. Hi, and welcome to another edition of the Digital Arts Show. I'm Jim Sirianni, your host. This show is part of the Digital Arts Festival that is produced by Center Stage Theater of Santa Barbara, California. 
The Digital Arts Festival interviews stream nightly at 7 p.m. And you can find out more on the Center Stage website, centerstagetheater.org, and click on the blog tab. And the purpose of the Digital Arts Festival is to create an outlet for artists of all kinds to share their work. And because of the quarantine, many artists and performers suddenly found themselves with uh, no way to perform or to show their work, to share what they've been creating. In some cases, the work that some artists and performers have created may never be seen by the public. So in an effort to find some sort of workaround, if you will, the Digital Arts Festival was created to help artists and performers connect with their audiences in a virtual setting instead of in person. Um, so we'll have dance, theater, music, film, visual arts, poetry, storytelling, and much more on the shows. And again, you can learn all about it on the Center Stage website, centerstagetheater.org, and click on the block tab. Today's guest is Betsy Wojak. Am I saying that right, Betsy? Yeah, that's exactly right, yes. Okay, Betsy Wojak, she is with Momentum Dance Company of Santa Barbara. Momentum Dance Company provides quality dance training in a positive, passionate, and nurturing environment. Through competitive performances and unique experiences, their dancers learn essential life skills such as self-esteem, teamwork, responsibility, respect, and accountability. They strive to make the Momentum experience a memorable one that will help mold students by preparing them to be successful in their personal endeavors. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome today's guest. Welcome to the show, Betsy. It's great to have you with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Jim. This is really amazing what you guys are doing. And I got all like misty-eyed while you were talking about it because this has really impacted so many artists. And when you said the line that some artists work will not even be seen that we've been working on this year. It just got me super emotional because that really, really hit home for us. Yeah, I know, it, it, and it hits home for a lot of people. And I, I think about students that, that you work you work with teens, you work with, um, I know you work with little ones as well. Yeah. And, um, and I also think about students who, you know, at the high schools and junior high who, uh, you know, who play sports or who also do other um, extracurricular activities. And, you know, they won't be able to do those anymore especially if they're right. seniors and they're graduating. So it is kind of, you know, it's, it's an unprecedented uh, time in history for us. Uh, exactly. you know, for all of this. But, um, but we're hoping, and, and I'm glad that Center Stage uh, gave us this opportunity to do this. And yeah. at least for, um, for performers and artists to be able to connect and, and to um, somehow reach out to the audience in a way that uh, they normally wouldn't. But uh, Betsy, let me ask you then, um, Tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up in Santa Barbara founding uh, Momentum Dance. <laughs> it is it is a very long um, winding road. Um, I'm from Atlanta, if you want to say I'm from somewhere. I moved around forever as a child from Wisconsin, New Jersey, Canada, Atlanta, but kind of like found home base in Atlanta. Um, and when I graduated from college, I moved out to Los Angeles um, to start work as a professional dancer. At the same time um, that I moved to LA, coincidentally, my sister who was just finishing her master's in um, Atlanta, she moved out, she found Santa Barbara, um, and she moved out here. And my mom said, well, you guys are not gonna go all the way to California, leave me out here. So it was a really nice transition 
where my mom and sister moved out to Santa Barbara at the same time that I was moving to Los Angeles. Um, so Santa Barbara became kind of our home away from home. Uh, and I lived and worked in LA for 10 years um, and about five years into that journey, I when I was coming out all the time to Santa Barbara anyway, I started teaching out in Santa Barbara and getting involved in the dance community here. Um, and then in 2013, I got pregnant with my son and said, okay, peace out LA, I moved to Santa Barbara, that's it, I'm not doing this LA thing anymore, I wanna raise my child in Santa Barbara. Um, and in 2014, I started Momentum Dance Company um, there wasn't at the time in 2014 a competitive component to dance in Santa Barbara. It was all performance based. And for five years, I witnessed, you know, incredible, incredible dance talent um, in Santa Barbara. And students had come to me over and over and over going, we want to compete though. And that was my life in Atlanta, Canada, New Jersey. I competed my entire life. I was national and international um, competitive dancer and so i was blown away that there was no competitive dance in santa barbara um and that, that was at the time where like dance moms was like really taking off and there was <laughs> this, like, right. competition dance was blowing up you know um in the media and although dance moms is not at all a good example of what competition dance is <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> it, was, it, it got a lot of kids very curious in competitive dance that had not done competitive dance before um so i sort of started the company backwards and started just with a competitive element we weren't in dance studio when we first started in 2014. um we just had a competitive company of 20 dancers and we had our minis, our juniors, and teen company, we, and pro company, we had four companies. We had 21 dancers and we started from that and we set pieces and competed all over um, Southern California. And now six years later, we're a fully operating recreational program that offers 40 hours a week of dance for all ages and levels as well as having the competitive company with we have 32 on it this year um so it's been a really really awesome journey but i really did it backwards <laughs> and then a company but somehow it was my journey and it worked out beautifully and um this season would be our sixth season um really was our largest company um just like okay this is going to be our season um so it's been really devastating um to see the turn of it because it was really going to be like our pinnacle um and i feel like this has helped us in some ways um it has been very 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 hard for the company members um we usually do five competitions uh, a year and we got to do one competition in february and all the rest of the competitions so far have been um postponed to a later date and at this point we still don't even know if those postponed dates will happen so i'm looking at a company of 32 kids that have been busting their little booties since august learning and perfecting these dances to take to competition and some of the companies didn't even get to perform in february and uh -oh. it is that's so and, and those competitions are being postponed so 
to see all their hard work and them to not get the experience to go to the competitions, perform their dances. Um, and again, just having these incredible, incredible dances that they were so proud of that they worked so hard for to just be like, all of a sudden, like there's a halt and there's so much unknown um, has really been impactful for the company. Oh man, I know. See, that's, that's so devastating to think about, um, you know, what these kids go through and having to, um, uh, go through that i mean go through all the uh you know the practices and you know trying to perfect their their techniques and um so i I wanted to ask then um how are the students doing now that we're into this you know a month or so um it must be hard for them not being able to all be together how are they dealing with it it's it's actually amazing to see how our students have handled it. Um, We pivoted pretty quick. Um, I'm very fortunate to be part of a dance um, community that, you know, internationally, nationally, that really came together and went, okay, we are not shutting down our doors. We are not closing because of this. We can do this. And I have really amazing mentors that kind of helped guide us through Um, Here's what we're going to do and we're going to open up our uh, digital dance studio and you can do this Um, and we we closed our we closed our studio doors on Friday March 13th and on Tuesday that following Tuesday um, Can't do the math that quick. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Like the 16th I want to say we started um, we didn't do our, our full classes but we started offering um just a a daily class at four o'clock that was either a jazz class or a hip-hop class or a um, ballet class for everybody at the studio so they could just do something like because it it happened very quickly i was i was hemming and hawing about closing the studio on friday and by monday it was very apparent like that everything is shutting down and like we are home and that is it um, and so Tuesday we started doing these classes and we, the response was amazing. Like we didn't know if anybody was going to tune into them, if they were going to do them. Um, and then that hour every day for the first two weeks, we did it the first week that we were closed down. And then the second week was our spring break. Cause that's when Santa Barbara Unified School District went on spring break. So we still offered those classes through spring break and went, okay, I know we're on spring break, but these kids need something. And I think, um, you know, faculty on down to the kids, that hour was like our cherished hour. And it changed us like for the whole day. Like we all looked forward to that four o'clock hour. And then when we were all on and like we could see each other, it really felt like, oh my gosh, we're together again. And hi, hi. And it was very (laughs) exciting. And then we got to dance and that, always makes us feel better and is uplifting and so um in the time of just crazy crazy craziness of how are we going to do this what are we going to do how can we make this work um the first two were two weeks were vital and they were absolutely incredible and then since then when we came back from spring break we just offered um pretty much every single one of our recreational classes um that we were offering before virtually and then um we had like a uh, for the competitive company, they do a lot of extra rehearsals, so we kind of condensed that and did a modified schedule for them. Um, and the response was really amazing. Like, yes, that's perfect. Let's do it. Let's go. Um, attendance has been phenomenal, um, and it, it really is just very uplifting. And I'm teaching classes from my kitchen with my son and my dog, like on top of us. But um, 
if I'm having a rough day, you know, or the kids are having a rough day and they all come on, it literally is a game changer for the rest of your day. Like you felt like you were with your people. We get to dance. We're still working on our recital dances. Like at this point, we're still supposed to have our recital at center stage, um, June 20th and 21st. Um, so we will continue to see how that looks and if we can do it in any sort of capacity, but like these kids are, you know, resilient and they're working on their recital dances and we're <laughs> staging things and, and moving, moving on, on, like, we're not going to let anything stop us. So, nice. um, it's been, it's been really, really, really awesome for them to see how the kids have responded and to see their, them showing up every day and like working super hard. Um, we got to the point that this week we started doing, um, outstanding students you know of the week because these kids i've got the teachers like texting me going oh my gosh i cried today in class because of how hard they're working like it feels like they're working harder at home sometimes than they were in class you know like they just have a different push and a different drive right now because they never thought when they left you know left the studio the last time that that was going to be the last time they were going to walk out of the studio so um we're seeing these kids really really push um and work hard and it's it's really inspiring in all honesty that's great that's wonderful to see that the kids are resilient and in fact one of the hashtags we're using for the digital arts festival is hashtag resilient santa barbara because oh, i love that i didn't know that that was a thing yeah yeah that was one of their that's one of their like we're coming i'm, I'm just seeing our small little town whether it's you know the dance studios or the the are you know everybody in the arts the art community in santa barbara or supporting the small businesses like we really i'm so proud of us like 805 strong resilient santa barbara like let's go it's been yeah. it's been really amazing to see exactly yeah it has it's it's amazing to see how everyone you know of course i think all of us were kind of bummed that so much got shut down i mean there are plays okay. that you know, plays that aren't even going to be seen. You know, they just had to co totally cancel, cancel rehearsals and everything. And, yeah. um, but then to see everybody kind of pick up pieces and kind of put it back together, if you will, uh, through digital means, you know, through, uh, you know, doing uh, interviews like this and doing other, you know, people putting uh, videos up online and, you know, singing or dancing or doing um, poetry readings. Um, it's been amazing to see how everyone's kind of picked up the ball and, yeah. you know, run with it um so um let me ask you then um uh, about uh, momentum itself um of course you know as we've been talking about so far there are a lot of different dance studios in santa barbara with different specialties what makes momentum unique compared to other dance companies um i think that one of the the big distinguishing factors um and it became our hashtag about two years ago um was mdc family um we're we're small we have about a total of 80 students so we're a smaller studio than a lot of the studios um our classes are capped at about 15 students and i don't think that even every single class goes up to that so we have a very unique intimate um, class so we have about 10 teachers 10 staff members um, total between the teachers and the subs that we have um, and 
everybody knows everybody and it really truly is a family and everybody looks out for everybody um we do have our company and we do have our recreational but there is nothing that divides the two um company and recreational they're still all mdc dance members um we focus very much on the family aspect of it, that you're not coming to take class and we don't know your name or who you are. You're just another number to us and you just show up to take a class. You know, I know every single student at my school. I know what their parents' name is. I know what school they go to. Um, they're my babies. You know, the studio is one baby and my child is my other baby. Right. <laughs> and um, I you know I my Instagram name is mama bets and I really am the, between the faculty and the students they're all my babies and when I talk about the studio I talk about my baby people go wait how many kids do you have and I'm like well seven, 80. Seven. <laughs> um, but there really is that warm um, element of when you walk in you are family and you are a name and you have a purpose with us and everybody supports everybody in a really incredible way um, from the teachers on down to the students to the parents um, that I think has been my mission with the studio is making sure that everybody that walks through our doors feels important. They feel like they're needed and they feel like they have a place that they're going to grow and they're not going to be um, overlooked. And there's only a couple in the, in the dance studio world, you sometimes get favorites and you get the stars, especially at competitive studios that who's the, who's the dancer that wins the most at competition? We're not like that. Everybody is everybody is everybody. Um, we have our different companies and we have our different levels. Um, but doesn't matter if you're, you know, senior competitive dancer or you're a recreational dancer that takes one class a week, like you're all treated the same and everybody knows everybody. And it really is a family, you know, it's not oh. just a studio it's a family we do um days at the beach we do sleepovers we do all kinds of family things together so that everybody does really feel that bond um uh and i think that my biggest goal was that kids never felt the distinction between um you know the competitive company being superior to recreational kids and everybody felt the same because that can happen at competitive studios too where if you're a company member and you're taking 12 hours a, you know, a week that, well, I'm only a recreational child taking once, it doesn't matter. You know, everybody is important to us and um, everybody's a part of the family. So I love that element about us. And I think it even is superior to what I grew up in in my studio. Um, I grew up at a studio that had 500 kids and I loved it. I loved every single minute of it, but you know, it's it's nice when you only have 80 kids and you can really give attention to every single student and their families and what everybody you know is makes up that family is important so i feel like that's really 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 strong and i get that from the parents too like we really feel like we're a part of a family with you um because oh. it is oh that's it's great and all my girls and he always wants to go to the studio and see the girls and all the girls know him and um, it's a really, it's a, it's a family there. So, and I think that's, that's what's hurt everybody the most right now is like, we can't be together and we can't be with our support systems and we can't be in our home all together. Like, I, I swear when this is lifted, we're going to have another sleepover. We have an annual sleepover in October and I'm like, uh oh, when we can all get together again, like we're, we're locking ourselves into the studio. <laughs> oh my together, gosh. Poking each other up again. So. 
Oh, that'll be that'll be great when that day arrives and you're able to all get together again. That'll be yeah, so and give the parents all a night off. Like, yes. <laughs> you guys all go have a night away from your kids, and I need to see them again. So. Um, oh, that'll be yeah. great when you guys can all get together again. I, I love that idea that it's a, a family type of environment. By yeah. the way, before I forget, I want to give out um, your website. Uh, yes. For those of you watching, if you want to learn more about Momentum, their website is MomentumDanceSB.com. Yes. Again, that's MomentumDanceSB.com. And you can find out all about their classes and the competitions and everything that uh, Momentum is doing. Um, so speaking of the competitions, if, you know, under normal circumstances, you know, when we're not in, in quarantine, um, can you tell us a little bit about the process of how the competitions come together? And then, and then how do you choreograph the dances for the competitions? How does, how does that normally work? So um, we've been, like I said, we've been going for about six years now. And so we've really, every year I tend to do different competitions and really see what works for our kids, what's a good fit for us, um, what feels comfortable, what doesn't feel overwhelming, but still feels challenging. Um, I choose competitions so that the kids get a mix. Um, we don't just go for the very hardest, most aggressive competitions, um, but we don't go just for the ones that we know that we can win and it's going to be, you know, low enrollment and we might be the best ones there and we'll just win everything. We kind of do this all season long going super hard one that's going to get really good feedback, but we might not do that good at. Um, and then we do some of the easier ones, morale boosters, just super fun, not even worried about the judges critiques. It's more to perform and have a great time. Um, so we do for the, com the competition season, we do about five, we do four um that are the regional competitions and then we go to vegas for the national competition when we go to vegas for the national competition it's usually from everybody that's on the west coast um that's like divided over because there's always another national either in new york or florida or somewhere east coast um, so we always do the West Coast Nationals. Um, we, the season starts for us. We always have our, um, shout out to Center Stage. We always do our uh, company concert in December. Um, once the dances are done to get the kids uh, ready for competition and get like a little dress rehearsal before they have their actual first competition. And now um, the last three years, our season runs from February until July. So we have a competition pretty much um, every month, February, March, April, May, we do our recital in June, and then we have our nationals in July. Um, we do our auditions in August, and then we start almost immediately Labor Day weekend, the following weekend after um, auditions to start choreographing the dances. So they start learning them, whether it's in choreography camp, um, that they go into for three to four to five days to learn their dances. Um, and then we also have weekly a class that's their choreography class that they learn the dance in. Um, so if they learned it in a choreography camp, then they'll go into the choreography class and clean it for the rest of the season. Um, if they don't have a choreography camp, then they'll just learn their choreography in that weekly rehearsal um, every week. And so they're usually always done and ready to go by December <laughs> for the company <laughs> concert. It's like push and we get them done. Um, and they're, you know, costumed and looking great. And they get that um, first competition, like, okay, we're doing the dance in full costume and full makeup. Like, here we go, dress rehearsal out of their system. 
um, so they get to do the tech and then usually two shows at center stage. And then by the time they perform it for the first time at competition, they're like, this is cake, we've done it. Um, so that was what happened to us for Showstopper and they got to do it the first time. Um, and we had a really amazing, um, I guess like performance, like all the dances did phenomenally at Showstopper. So it started the season really, really good this year. And it was like, okay, here we go. Like we're gonna kill it this season. And then this has happened. Um, thankfully so far, um, our competitions, competitions for March, April, and May have not canceled. They've just rescheduled at this point um, for June, July, and then all the way into September. So we're crossing our fingers and hoping that we'll basically just get, get to use this season's dances next season. Um, and we'll kind of, it'll save people money, it'll save people time and energy. We're not gonna lose these dances um, and we can, sprinkle in maybe a few more dances next year um but not do the whole shebang like do all scrap these dances and start you know start from scratch because these girls were so and boys i've got a boy tristan um who are so excited about these dances for this season um you know so they they don't, they're not going to want to just say bye to these dances and you know call it a day they're going to want to use these dances um so We'll see, hopefully they do get to compete them in June and July, but everything, you know, day by, we take day by day and see what we're able to do. Right, right. So um, take us through the process, if you will, of how how do you create a dance? How do you choreograph it? So, you know, from the beginning of maybe coming up with the idea through the whole execution of it, take us through that process for you. So for me, when I have the dances that I have to choreograph, I really look at who's in the dance, who do I have in that dance, um, and that talks to me in itself. What are what are the what's the age group? What are these dancers best at? What are their personalities like? Um, I don't just say to myself, okay, this is what I want to do this season. Like I really want to do this dance. <laughs> Hold on, Carter. <laughs> um, so I go through and say, okay, so like Junior Company, the dance that I want to share with you guys, um, is one of my favorite dances that I've done. And I went, okay, I've got this person that's good at this thing. I've got this person that excels at this thing. And I've got these different areas. Then I say, okay, they're all, this is their personality. What's going to fit with them? Okay, they're super high energy or they're mellow or they're, they're super cute or, you know, what's going to go with their personality? Um, then I start with the music and I mix all my music. Yeah, so I pick the different songs. Um, I'm a busybody and I get very bored with the same song quickly. So I, I think in my repertoire of choreography, I maybe have five dances that I've ever just done one song in the dance, like just stuck with a song for the entire dance. I have to mix. I have, so I come up with the theme. So. Um, this one year I did beauty shop like that was the one last year and it was all songs about like hair and getting your nails done and cute stuff for those little girls um a lot of our stuff my stuff specifically is very light and happy and bubbly um I'm a jazz hip-hop tap choreographer um I don't get too deep with the girls and try and always give uh something that has a deeper meaning I'm usually just allowing them to use it as an outlet and just have fun with it and be fun on stage and um, enjoy their dancing and not always have to get into the nitty gritty um, story behind it or 
you know, and a lot of dancers and a lot of choreographers do, and that's why I have a staff. <laughs> because they give them, our contemporary choreographers, Pablo and Carly, they give them that moment. I usually give them the like, just let your hair down and let's have fun um, and just release everything moment. So I start with my mix. Um, and then from the mix, I, I used to choreograph, it's funny, I've kind of progressed. I used to choreograph every single dance um, on paper. So I would sit and listen to my music and I would, I would create my formations um, and I would create all the choreography and write all the choreography down and then go into the studio and put it on my kids. Um, I don't do that anymore. I know my transitions sometimes and I know um, formational elements, but I now go in and really just allow the students to kind of like pull it out of me, which I never used to do. I used to be like, this is what we're doing. And it was like note cards. And I would adjust and tweak um, for the students when like something didn't work. But now, um, I don't know if it's, I don't know. I've just progressed that like now I go in and I'm like, okay, here's our music. And then, okay. And I just let them kind of lead me in what they're doing. And then I'll see them also freestyle while the music's on. And I'm like, oh, I love that. Let's do that. You want to do that right there? Okay, we'll do that. And so I kind of let them um, help guide the movement a lot now so that they're doing what they want to do. Um, and then I tweak it so that it looks right. Oh, <laughs> so right, right. Cool. Um, well, it sounds like it's very organic now for you. It's, it's kind of yeah, organic. Yeah, it's, it's less rigid and it's less like, here's what we're going to do. And I pretty much only write down formations. Um, but yeah, I, I, I listen to the music a lot. I cut the music and then I just listen to it over and over and over and over and get the feel that I want. Um, and then we go into the studio. So Nice. Wow, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> that's an amazing process. That's, that's really cool. <laughs> And, um, you know, I, I wish we could talk uh, more. I would love to, you know, pick your brain more about how, how you, your process is for, for dance, but unfortunately we're just about out of time. But okay. before we go, I just want to give everyone your uh, information one more time. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm talking with uh, Betsy Warjak and she is with Momentum Dance Company and her website for the company is MomentumDanceSB.com. That's MomentumDanceSB.com. And you can find out all about their classes and competitions and everything that the uh, dance company is doing there. And if you'd like to learn more about Center Stage, you can go to their website, centerstagetheater.org. Again, that's centerstagetheater.org. And to check out the digital arts project or festival rather, you can just click on the blog tab um, on the homepage there of centerstagetheater.org. And uh, Betsy, I just want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day for joining thank us. You. And <laughs> It's been a pleasure and continued success. Yes, absolutely. It's been a, a great conversation. And again, to learn more about uh, Momentum, you can go to their website, MomentumDanceSB.com, MomentumDanceSB.com. And you can find me on social media and all over the place at Jim on the Air on Facebook and Instagram, Jim on the Air. And uh, my podcast is available also on Spotify and Anchor.fm, uh, Jim on the Air as well. Thank you all so much for watching and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye everybody. Bye now.
Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Jim on the Air show. Thank you so much for listening and downloading the podcast. By the way, if you liked what you were listening to, I hope you'll share it with your friends, please. Pretty please. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you could uh, maybe let your friends know about this. And um, I'm not sure where you're listening, if you're listening on anchor.fm or on Spotify. But the podcast is available on those two platforms, again, on Spotify and on anchor.fm. And if you liked what you were listening to, like I said, please share it with your friends. Um, by the way, you can follow me all over the place on social media. I'm at Jim on the... No. I'm at Jim on the Air on Instagram, Jim on the Air on Facebook, and on Twitter, it's at Jim on the Radio, because I have to be different there. One of these days, I'm going to change it. I swear I'm going to change it to Jim on the Air. But um, anyway, at Jim on the Radio on Twitter, at Jim on the Air on Instagram, Jim on the Air on Facebook, and of course, the podcast here on Anchor.fm or Spotify. And again, thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye, everybody.